What's up, y'all? Aaron Bach back at it again with another episode of the In and Out Podcast. What we got today, Rami? So we got grind time, where we're going to talk a little bit about how our offseason has been with coronavirus. Then a little big time, we're going to talk about how the MLB has been affected, how they're playing all the money situation. We're going to trust the process a little bit, talking about getting back into tournaments, back into games, back into showcases, all talk this about crazy the recruiting stuff. process a little yeah. bit. And then uh, I just open up Chalk Talk to anything we've been uh, dealing with mechanically in the last week, mental game, any of that stuff. Wanted to talk about uh, my first tournament, what I was going through. Yeah, that's that's it for today. Let's get it going. Grind time. So as you guys know, um, our seasons was whoa, our season was cut short due to the coronavirus and the spread of it. Um, we got to play six games. Unfortunately, it got cut short. We played high school ball together. Right. Every game was rained out. We played like three games. And half of them were on turf fields. Half, half of them were rescheduled games. Then we started, had our last home game, our like fifth, sixth game. First home game was our last game and coronavirus. Boom. Yeah. I was, we were in the dugout that first game and, we were, and I was thinking... Oh, that was um, who told me? I think a teacher told me or something. They they just said Ivy League canceled all spring sports. Yeah. And I think were they the first to do it? Yeah. They and said Ivy League canceled all spring sports. I'm like, no way. This is during ridiculous. during this the game. Insane. Actually, they were like, someone told us like Monday and Tuesday schools canceled. I'm like, okay, so Monday and Tuesday we don't have school. And then we'll just we'll go back, back to school. Yeah, we'll I mean, be yeah. back to school next week. I mean, we're thinking sick, two days off, hang out with the boys, yeah, go exactly. to the field or something, and then <laughs> and but, we're uh, done. But uh, We've actually really enjoyed this offseason. It's given us a lot of time. Virtual I mean, school. Let's, yeah. I mean, we can't forget like this virus has been terrible and deadly no, for a lot so of sure. people, horrible. but it's given us an opportunity and to train and get better. It's absolutely horrible of a year. Just terrible year. Some overall. nuts stuff. Uh, but uh, crazy stuff. We've taken a lot of positives out of it. Had a nice offseason where we have been able to, I don't know, we've been training a lot harder than. Uh, been able to train for a lot longer, a lot harder than usual, I feel well, like. Well, I think having a virtual school schedule gives you the opportunity to really just get in the work when you um, when you can do it best and allows you to make your schedule around uh, your workouts. And I, I mean, and I can go ahead and I talk mean, about um, my schedule. What were you about to say? Yeah, not, not even just that, though. It was uh, you also don't have anywhere to be. Like, we are all in lockdown right. for so long. We just had the whole day at home. You have a cage. I have a cage. We both hit every day. We both lifted every day. Right. We okay. both had the time to do everything we could and just had time right. to just and, and we're very focus. For, we're very fortunate. We're not an apartment. We have the um, we have resources. Um, we have what we need to be doing. But um, I mean, yeah, it's been really nice just having the time to do what we needed to do. And I mean, my schedule was. I mean, I was on a push pull legs for six days a week when it came to lifting. Yeah. And um, push, I was hitting chest tries, um, pull, I was hitting back and buys, and really just hitting that six days a week, taking Saturday off. And what I've heard is uh, like uh, a big thing that college coaches have talked about is how getting in a routine is so important during this time, and that that's what they encourage their players to do. And I think uh, for a good two months, month and a half, we had a great routine of like lifting every day hidden every day had just consistent right. like focused days which was really nice it's definitely been a grind and when it comes to lifting that much 
Um, the first few weeks, you're always sore because you know we're just coming off a season. We're in season. We're lifting two to three times of light lifts a week. So kind of going into this quarantine, I think um, I think what was our last game on a Thursday? Yeah. I think Friday I took I hit on I hit on Friday with you. Did we go to the mm-hmm. field? I think so. We went to the field on Friday, took the weekend off, and I started lifting on Monday or Sunday, mm-hmm. and it was just. It was so surreal. We just it just happened like this super quickly, and we were what GHSA was saying is, oh, like we're gonna go back and play in two weeks, but it, it didn't never, happen. Like never that. happened, but yeah, it was. So I don't know. It's been it's been nice to have a long off season, but finally we're kind of getting back into it, which is nice. But uh, you right. know who's not getting back into it? Sure. MLB. MLB big time. Not getting back into it yet. The players, they don't want to take their pay cuts. Should they take pay cuts? Okay, here's what I think. First of all, wait, off the bat, before we get started, what what do you think? Do you think there's going to be a season this year? 60 games. You think that's, yeah. 60 games. 60 games, I think, is what's... Shout what's out to the Bauer new- Outage, to Trevor Bauer, for um, talking constantly about what he thinks. When he when he's on the podcast, it, it's over. Um... But uh, I think I'm very much pro player on this. Uh, they agreed to the prorated contracts originally. That's what they should have gotten. Um, and then the thirty, the the seventy percent like pay cut that the owners were asking for, I thought was just ridiculous. Um, so Look, at I'm, some point you have to play ball. This is what they do. This is what they've been doing since they like since. They were a few years old. I mean, if it was me and I had to take half my salary for a pay cut, but I'm still getting to play baseball every day, I would take that no-brainer. There's no doubt that I would sacrifice anything, whether it's just short of, like, say a guy's on a million-dollar contract and say they're going to make less than 500 k That's still a nice, substantial amount of money to play 60 baseball games. You got to take in mind, these guys have bat sponsorships. These guys have shoe deals. They make money in other ways. They're in commercials. I mean, obviously, some of the bigger players. But at the end of the day, if it was me in that situation, I would take whatever I got just to play the game that I love. Because half of it, I think it's ridiculous when, um, shout out to Dr. Josh Heenan, by the way. He tweeted that one of his players told him that when their season got canceled um, because of coronavirus, that the players just, they were just celebrating like they won a championship. And I couldn't imagine that because just how disappointed I am when, 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 a, when a game gets rained out. You know, when, like, during the season when it was raining every day and our field was just too wet to play, like it's hard enough not being able to play one game. And for these guys to be celebrating after, not, like, after their season getting canceled, do you know how good of a player the players that want to be playing are going to get? It's going to be ridiculous. Hold up, hold up. Here's the thing, though. It's one thing to love the game, be in love with the game. We both obviously do. The players, MLB players, obviously most of them do. But the thing is, it's more for them. That's their job. So if you ask somebody else who was coming back, hey, you're going to do this amount of work. Say, originally they were shooting for around 80 games. You're going to have, you're going to do half amount of work, but we're only going to pay you 30% even though you already agreed to getting paid half amount of work. That's ridiculous. It doesn't matter who, where. Think about those guys. Play the game, dude. It's, you're already it's, getting, 
paid to play a game it's for a living. It's not about that. Just think it's, about that for a second. It's not about I that. I disagree. It's about being fair to the players. You have a contract. They're, they're trying to breach the contract. The owners, these billionaire owners are like, oh, we're not going to make money this year, so we're just going to take away from these millionaires. These billionaire owners who had bought the teams and taken the risk of owning a business, a team is a business, so you have taken that risk of, hey, maybe one year we'll make money, maybe one year we're not. But a business owner isn't going to go to their employees and be like, hey, I know we have a contract, but now okay. I'm not going to pay you. That's a fair point. You know, that's right, how many games are they going to play? How many games are well, they going to well, play? Well, okay, so it was weird because the other day they said they were going to play up to 114. The MLBPA I saw that. said that's ridiculous. That, but I think what the agreement is now is the owners are saying, fine. We'll go back to the agreement of the prorated contracts, but within that deal, it says that we are allowed to decide the amount of games. I just see no so, way where they could play over 75, 76 games, because think about it. When, when the Yankees are in the championship, you can't be playing a World Series in New York in January. Like, this is impossible stuff. So, I think what it's going to be now is the 60 games. Because right. I think the owner said, we'll do the prorated contracts, but it's 60-game season. Um, you and also, I think everyone's kind of down for that. You also need to give these guys time. Their, you also need to give these guys their offseason so that next season, hopefully, God willing, we're starting spring training like, like nothing else. But not just that. You need to give them... Like, you can't start... Say, say they agree right now. Right. You can't start tomorrow. I mean, these guys need a few weeks to throw, to get in shape, right. to, get, to get ready because no. they've been... No, That's yes. their responsibility, 100%. No. They yes, should be keeping sure. up. Do you see who rolled just Chapman's biceps this offseason? Yes, but that's He's not the thing. He's ready to throw a 120-mile-an-hour fastball on Jose Altuve's every single, every single guy is not sure where to be right now. Some guys are training like next week it's going to be. Some guys are like, oh, we're not going to play this year. Give them a so, week. So Give them a week. Okay, pitchers, you're gonna give a, a week sure. for pitchers to have you spring training. Be, you should be in a spring training program. Be ready for, for two games. months, for three months. No, they've, they've, not they've, recently. Now they've that they're supposedly, they've been trying to hold off and hold on and keep going. And players okay. don't say you give them a month. When are we starting a season in July? So when does the season end? You have sixty games. What that October? means? Yeah, that, I mean, that makes the most sense. So you need to give the players some time. Okay, so. see, the only way we think this would make sense is if you give them a month, you start I don't know where month, the normal all-star break would be. And is there going to be an all-star game? No. No, for sure not. So, is this cha is a championship legit? Um, More legit I than the know. Astros? <laughs> I mean, the championship... Hold on, hold on. Shout out to Alex Bregman real quick. <laughs> Just wanted to put that out there. But is it legit or Hey, not? Bragg, I know you're getting uh, a lot of people that hate you right now, but if you want to come on the pod, you're welcome. But We, we love you, just not your team and your organization. Um, the thing is, okay, is the championship legit? I think it's yes and no. I think you will look at it in the context of like what's going on. Like, people will look back and see, like, 2020, the year of coronavirus. The the year that, it's the like, Rona season. The, it's the year that, like, the world fell apart. And uh, Shout out to the Nelk boys, by the way. Um, 
And people will see like, oh yeah, that weird year they played this many games and they, they won a championship. But everybody's it, in the same circumstances. Exactly. You have to give it a title. Exactly. Because hasn't there there didn't there there have been different in season circumstances that the whole league has had to dealt with and there's been a championship. Obviously not to the same magnitude or the same gravity of the situation, but I mean A championship's a championship. One know? thing that you have to consider is like when we think of championship atmospheres, like I just recently I rewatched 2014 Game Seven in um, Kansas City. Those fans, that stadium was electric, electric. I mean, imagine I just can't imagine a World Series without fans. Yeah. Because, yeah, another example when Rajai Davis hits the homer off um, uh, a yeah. Chapman in 2016. <laughs> like, what a game! First. Of all. I, Trevor Bauer's talking about it. Like the, that's the loudest he's ever heard a stadium. Yeah. And on TV, it's shocking. I mean, when you see Rajai Davis choke up on an 102 mile an hour just fastball and just poke one down, poke the line, it over the fence. Yeah, you know? stupid. And everybody's just they're they're going they're going crazy. Yeah. So I just can't imagine them playing when it's. I mean, game seven. With uh, two outs in the World Series, there's no home team. There's no home team. um, There's no home team throwing out. I mean, there's no home team going bananas. Yeah, Uh, I don't know, but uh, at the end of the day, it's all going to be weird. It's all going to be crazy. I still think the championship will be kind of looked at in with an ask, not an asterisk, but it won't be looked at at the same magnitude. But I think. Still, championships, championship. Everyone's under the same right. circumstances. One, you know, co- you have to compete. One more thing I do want to address is I want to talk about where the Nationals were at All Star Break last year. Last year, mm-hmm. the Nationals started nineteen and thirty-one. Is that right? Yeah, something like nineteen that. Nineteen and thirty-one. So that is that's fifty games, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So say that is fifty out of their sixty games. How could a championship team turn around? After every game means a lot more. Every single pitch means a lot it's more. Just, Which is that that's something that like obviously there's a lot of like takeaways and who would have won the world things. who would have won the World Series if this season was sixty, 60 games. games? I don't know. Um, you started out hot this year. The 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 Nationals you would never have thought. No, they and wouldn't then you have never get the, to see. They wouldn't have po- made the playoffs. You don't get to see postseason runs like this. You don't get to see um, Juan Soto on Josh Hader. Josh Hader in um, the wild card. You don't get to see Howie Kendrick play his nuts off. I mean, it will just mean, it will be interesting because every pitch will mean a lot more. And uh, that will be cool. But uh, it will I be an know. interesting season. I Baseball will be back soon, though, hopefully. Right. I mean, once the season's over, it'll be hopefully a sense of normalcy. Once the NBA finishes up, once everything finishes up, Hopefully, next year can be a real year. Spring training gets underway at the right time, and everything works out the way it should be. Because yeah. up until this point, spring training was looking great. It was actually one of the best spring trainings I've ever seen. I mean, when we're in Atlanta, we follow the Braves, obviously. We're seeing guys like, um, first of all, the Braves' new, um, is it Cool Ray Park? No. Cool Ray, yeah. Uh, the, the new spring training facility. And, uh, it's a different one. Well, cool Ray is a minor league. Yeah. Oh, Cora is the minor league. I don't know, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. The new, the new uh, spring training facility that they have. 
uh, looking real nice on Vail. Freddie Freeman year. mic'd up. How good is that? Yeah, I mean it was it was cool. I obviously missed baseball. Wow, that seems like so years it seems ago. Seems like a year ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was cool today. Cool today. Cool park. today park. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but um, time to move on. Next segment, we got trust the process. So, Rami, you just had a tournament. Yeah. Didn't turn out the way we wanted it nope, to. Not at all. Um, talk us through that. First of all, talk about what team you're on, uh, what age group you are. Talk Se- us a little bit through that. You, uh, part of the Next Level organization. Uh, we, I'm on actually the B team. And uh, first tournament, wasn't actually sure if I was going to go. Still kind of under some social distancing, but... Convinced, uh, convinced my parents, and we. I got to go. Wasn't the tournament my team or I wanted? We went over. I went over at the plate, and it really just boiled down to mentally. All of it was mentally. All also we'll t- obviously. We'll, we'll break that down in the next segment. Obviously, it was a lot of it was uh, like, yeah, I haven't seen eighty five in like a few months. I haven't seen like. Uh, good curveball in a few months but uh there's no excuses it just uh wasn't the best but hopefully we'll bounce back it was nice to be back out there so nice first of all east cobb east cobb complex uh on lee waters road in georgia marietta georgia they just turfed how was that oh that was really nice that was the fields there it's just so we're so lucky to have like to play there i get to practice at the lake point facility the pbr Lake Point facility, also so nice. Well, what's weird about the East Cobb facility is, I'm, I'm trying to think, when I was maybe 11, I went there for the first time and with a friend just to just to take a look at it. And I'm just amazed. Like, these fields are huge. I mean, I, I, I mean I'm going there 10 or 11 years old, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. this is a pro field. Like, mm-hmm. this is the best that it's ever going to get. And at the time, they were still doing a nice job maintaining grass. Over the last few years, when I actually got to play there a bit, I mean, there's so many games going on. When you're going Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back mm-hmm. games, it's hard to maintain a field that long. And when you have guys in spikes, um, yeah. tearing up the grass, destroying the mound, I mean, it's going to be hard to maintain that. So the only, the only logical thing is throw down turf um, for, the, for the long term. It yeah. makes sense. Um, showcases... A lot have been canceled. For this a lot summer, have been canceled yeah. due to the fact that the NCAA D1 dead period was moved um, to like was extended through July 31st. Something that I think is gonna be interesting is I I think these there are gonna be some ridiculous D2 D3 JUCOs next year. There's a lot of unsigned seniors that were going into the summer and they're not gonna get the exposure to some to some certain D1 schools that mm-hmm. they could have got with these showcases. And it's gonna be it's it's ballsy to wait till August first to showcase in front of a Division One school, right? I mean, most Division Ones, at least the big programs, they have their they have their guys already. Right. They've had their guys but since last so year. So many different circumstances. So, so yeah, many different circumstances. Especially with the like expanded rosters now. Right. And different but even stuff. even rising seniors now. I mean, this, rising this, se- my class is the one that's gonna be most affected. This by. summer's summer's a big summer, mm-hmm. and when you have some top D2 guys that can um, some top D2 schools that could be looking at showcases yeah or that can be um, walking around at tournaments they could really be attractive to some attractive to some, um, some rising seniors and they could be like hey 
come to my program. You could play four years. I mean, that, yeah. that could be a big draw. I and mean, these teams can get so freaking cut. Yeah. I mean, I yes, but I think the biggest thing is mostly like mostly the seniors who have graduated this year's class. Most guys who are going to play college ball have or at the D1 level have signed already. And if they don't, they might be looking at a JUCO or a smaller school. Yeah, exactly. So it mostly affects the smaller schools and stuff and uh, their ability to, to, like, find talent with the lesser showcases, the lesser stuff. But it's also about my age group, rising seniors, that won't be able... This summer is, like, the summer this year to get seen. Mm -hmm. And... uh, well, my, it's gonna be interesting. Right. My, um, I'm actually 15U. I'm very, I'm young for the class of 2022. I play 15U for the 15U Diablos Gold Team. Um, we had two tournaments. One got postponed. Uh, we decided not to play in one. We didn't know how ready pitchers would be, and just kind of so we're supposed to be playing the 11th in a perfect game event. I'm gonna be playing um, up for a Georgia Bombers team this week, mm-hmm. hopefully, um, to get some. Some reps, super excited mm-hmm. to play and at a high hey, level. The thing is, colleges are still out there. Like I had this tournament, there was a lot of D threes, D twos, JUCOs, NAIA. They're still out there. They're it's just, I mean, they're there. They, like, they need their guys. Yeah, regardless. college ball programs are gonna be looking at you. It's not just about like the D ones aren't there, so who cares? Like, right. there's gonna be a lot of eyes. I mean, there's. In NCAA alone, there's over a thousand schools. Yeah. And when it, oh, not even a third of them are D1 schools. People have to fill up other rosters. People mm-hmm. have to, good players have to go to D2 and D3 schools. Yeah. And by the way, it doesn't matter where you go. It's bat, baseball is not like basketball, where if you want to get drafted in basketball, most likely you're looking at a top D, 50, yeah. top 50 D1. Blue collar mm-hmm. program. Go look. Go look up some of the guys who are top of the game right now. D three, JUCO, 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 D three, D two. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a ridiculous thing. I mean, that obvi- some people are saying it's D one or D nine. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like obviously, you're gonna get your like Dansby Swanson, Vanderbilt, like clear cut. But look at guys like J D Martinez. Um, who went to D2 Nova Southeastern. Yeah. You have guys like Albert Pujols who took the JUCO route. Yeah. I mean, it is... Your brother took the JUCO route. Yeah, um, my brother did go to two JUCOs, actually. Right, yeah. so it doesn't necessarily matter where you play. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to get seen. You're going to get exposure. Um, shout out to Micah Frankel. He played a year at College of Worcester. Um, one of his teammates is going to be... He said he's going to be transferring to a D1 program to figure... Uh, finish out his fifth year of eligibility, and if the draft didn't get shortened to only five rounds, he probably would have gone. Nuts. Which is nuts. I mean, it's ridiculous. College ball is going to be so crazy competitive yeah. next year. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's wild that these are the circumstances. But also, you have to look. Um, oh, Rich Richard Brereton. Richard Brereton at, at Emory, Emory transferring to Duke to finish his fifth year. Yeah. When we went and watched him play in person, that best player I've ever seen in, in person. I mean, he was a stud. Like, aside from, say, no, aside from MLB. Aside from MLB, like, yeah. That I watched sure. in person. That we, it was a doubleheader that day. We missed the first game. The first game, he goes four for five with two doubles, right? Yeah. Second game, I mean, he's starting at shortstop. He's a two-way. Second game, he hits four balls hard. Yeah, four I or mean, five balls hard. Everything we catches saw. Catches a hit or two. Yeah, he was. I mean, solid, solid players. And now he's going to be have the opportunity to go to a... Top 
15, top 30 D1, yeah, and finish out his year from and a, from probably a be a top three, four round draft pick. And these guys are, I mean, studs. So yeah. it doesn't matter where you go. As long as you get the opportunity to play, showcase your skills, you can get drafted anywhere. You have four short years of high school to prove yourself to whatever school. Mm -hmm. You see guys that develop later, guys that grow later, guys who have an injury in high school, and then they finally figure out their arm slot and they're throwing 98 in, in college. Yeah. I mean, yeah. crazy. Cr there are crazy stories. When you, just, when you look at the MLB, not every guy had a clear-cut path from D1, a mm -hmm. year in the minors, and then he's starting in the majors. It's not like that. Mm -mm. There's years and years that go into it before. I mean, like, what was it? Justin Turner came up, I think he was like 28 or something, something like that. Evan Some, Gaddis was a janitor. Yeah. like I mean, that, these are just, crazy stories. So uh, it, it's just... Uh, Whatever you do, you just gotta stick with it. Keep working and keep trying. Like, uh, trust it and just know that hey, D ones aren't there. So what does it matter? Well, it matters. It matters a lot. I mean, and baseball just... is hitting a baseball. I think it's the hardest thing in sports. Yeah. I sure. mean, when you're the mental side of it, you're up at. I mean, now we're moving into the chalk talk section, which flows pretty nicely. But I mean, when you're up in the box, and I mean, there's so many factors that play into it you could have i was just talking to my coach shout out to coach love by the way he yesterday he said that um i, I was pretty frustrated at practice yesterday with my hitting yesterday he said that in college he had a spit like a uh, spurt or two in college he went 0 for 30 without a single strikeout mm -hmm. like do you know how hard mentally that is to be squaring up balls to be hitting balls hard doing your job for the team and you're just not getting results I mean, yeah. it's a grind. It's a game that you have to go through every single day. Know that sometimes the out outcome is going to be hard. You just have to trust. You have to stick with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're mm -hmm. putting in this work, it's, it's, it's a grind. It's a hard game. And you're going to go through, through so many mental, mental obstacles. I mean, my coming into the a week before the first game of the season, I felt really good. Um, the, the day or two before the first game of the season for high school, I felt eh. And my first hit of the day, I mean, the first, I think the First, yeah, my first at bat of the game in the high school season, I rolled over and got a hit to the third base side. Later in the game, I um, hit a line drive to shortstop that that, that got caught. Yeah. So your hits aren't necessarily your best pieces. I mean, That's Rami, wild. we talked earlier in the season. I said, like, let's put money on who gets more hits this season. You said, no, who gets more barrels? Yeah, I mean, right? that's the name of the game is is catching barrels and have, having quality at bats. It's It's stupid to think about batting average when you, yeah. you can't control 100%. everything that goes into batting average but you can control everything that goes on in your ab like you have to do like a job what, for your, and you have to do a job for your team exactly you I can mean, control if you right if you do the job you get the guy over you and that's why those things and that's why coaches are doing situational stuff all the mm -hmm. time in fields in you have to maybe yeah. elevate the ball a little bit yeah. run on second you need to hit behind him and move him I mean, in baseball, we have we had high school games that came down a two zero four zero, right? In mm -hmm. the little things, leaving oh, runners on, the, the little things creep up on you. No, it's, it's not about little things. It's not about the, the it's not about the double in the first inning, mm -hmm. which you have. But I mean, it's it's not about that. It's about when you have the runner on second. It's situational hitting that there's a little bit of luck involved. A little bit of luck involved. I, I mean, mean, you'll see sometimes be a timely. pitcher. You'll see yeah. sometimes. Um, runners on runner on um, third, a pitcher hits the guy, puts your team in a first and third situation. That's a little bit lucky. That gives you an opportunity to capitalize, run some sort of play, and score a run. 
Yeah, but it, it it more comes down to you have to be, you have to know the game, know what you're looking to do. You know, like it's not really about the luck, but about executing the plan. Yeah, having an approach and executing. Like, exactly. I mean, that's it. Yeah, it's about at the plate. You go up with a mentality. You go up with. An you got to know what you want to do. You you knowing what with a plan of what you want to do. And executing that plan and adjusting pitch to pitch, adjusting right. A B to B I mean, we went to is the, what matters. We went to the field. We, I mean, we go to the field almost every day. Last week, particular instance, um, my swing felt pretty good. I, I was using a metal bat, which I hadn't used in a little while. And I, I, I was just saying, like, Rami, I just, keep, I just keep on wanting to poke one out. Like, I just want to hit, I just want to hit, mm-hmm. I just want to hit some out. Just pitch me inside. And it's it, it, it's an emotion, like an excitement, like I, I, I want to do this, I want to go, I want to hit some bombs in the field, and that's normal. But you need to be able to go out in the field, have the same approach you have in a cage, and say, you know what, work me middle of the way, and if it um, burns in on me, just I'll trust my hands and get around the ball and I'll hit something hard. Yeah. It's, it, you can't be in a game and sit middle in, right? Because first oh. of all, you'll take... I mean, I mean, there's, there's, it, there's it counts. Depends. Yeah. There's, there's instances. There's instances. You can't sit on the inside fastball. You have to be ready to hit a ball hard. You have to be ready to adjust to something because at the highest level, we're, we're facing quality pitchers, good pitchers that have good stuff. You might get one, you might get two fastballs for strike in the whole at-bat. You might get one. Maybe if they get the 0-1 count on you, they're throwing breaking balls. They're throwing fastballs yeah. in to jam you. I mean, there's a lot of instances where you're not getting exactly what you want. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, I know what you were trying to say. It's, uh, you got to sit, having, like, you can't always try and go out there to, like, oh, I'm a big, strong guy who hit a home run. No, you have to have an approach, have a plan. You sit middle away fastball on a guy that you know you can try and, you can try and adjust to something, have that plan, drive something the other way. That's a good, great approach, but he's throwing fast, trying to come in on you, sit middle in fastball, drive something, you know? Right. You, you always got to know the situation, know what you're dealing with, know your opponent, and uh, a, know what you're trying to do. It's a hard game. I mean, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think uh, I think wasn't really where I was going with... Uh, with uh, I think chalk talk this this week makes the most uh, sense with uh, kind of like getting back into it, getting back into it because right. that's that's like the most vital thing of that you're not really doing when you're not playing. It's games. weird, dude. I mean, like, we're, normally we're used to coming from a high school season right where, into. Where, I mean, where we're playing, where we're feeling good. We have a high school season, and when it comes to high school season, you're playing one game a day. It's a little bit less of a grind. You have your teammates there. Stuff is a little bit nicer. You're going straight into 95-degree travel ball weather, playing two or three games a day. You need to make sure that you could have high energy levels, play well, play focused, and do your thing consistently. Also, seeing in high school, you're going to see good pitchers, but also we have um, their longer games. You have seven innings. You have more time to work. Mm-hmm. It's hard coming from a quarantine session or two where two months of an off season, you go straight into seeing 85-90, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. I mean, you need to know what you're doing as soon as you get in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, definitely, I think we covered everything today. Pretty good episode. Episode one of the in and out podcast. It'll be soon on Spotify, Apple Music. And if you're listening to it now, it should be there already. Yeah. 
Um, episode two coming out Friday at noon. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Shout out to you if you're listening. I uh, hope you guys really enjoyed. Yeah, thank you guys. Coming out to you guys soon. Friday. Oh, 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 oh,